Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast with Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Hello, happy Easter Saturday. Welcome to the show. Saturdays in the Southeast. Jakey, how are you, my friends? Very well, thank you, Jason. Uh, mate, it's a massive weekend. Of course, there'll be tons of consumption of eggs and also uh, hot cross buns. Although, I said on Sports Day the other night, I've already eaten about five dozen Have ba- you really? bags of hot cross buns. Yeah, well, they've been out <laughs> since Boxing Day. Has an inflation caused them to go up double? No, it's <laughs> oh, caused my gut to go up for doubles. That's the only inflation I've had. It's on your paycheck, mate. You can cover oh, the... please. Oh, uh, sure. Mate, what a massive weekend as well. We're talking off the air about um, uh, the Masters and, of course, the Live Boys and now with the, the PGA boys playing this tournament. It's, it's unbelievable. Mm. Um, and we're talking about off the air Brooks Kepka, who uh, won the Live tournament last week. And you are telling me off the air, what, what's the deal he's just done with Nike? So just through a couple of mutual friends of mine, uh, yeah, he's done a deal with Nike for $100 million. $100 million. Just to wear a polo or a hat. Polo or a hat. Use their balls, probably. Yeah, and I don't even use their balls on the course. I don't even know they're any good. Yeah, they are. Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. They're good. I mean, I've used those. I've used nearly every brand. <laughs> probably only get about two them. shots. <laughs> you keep losing the balls. I do. I'm shocking. <laughs> I'm playing Royal Helens Vale later today. It's comp. Saturday comp. I think there's mention that you hit under 100, didn't you? No, I'm aiming to. Oh, you're aiming to. Okay. I'm hoping to. Is anything better than your 120 you hit the other week? Uh, yeah, I got 100 and last last time I played, come 108. 108? I heard it was 120. No, that's when I played with the boys from Sports Day. Ah, uh, okay. So you hey, mate, if, we're gonna, if you're going to rubbish me, it was that's, 121. <laughs> that's probably so, the highest golf score I think I've heard in five years, but... Yeah, well, it's, I was unlucky. I took a mm. I took a serious phone call from work, and it just destroyed. <laughs> shut up, Daddy Vass. It destroyed my game. I was going all right till then. It, it, speaking about Kepka getting inside yeah. his head. Oh, uh, man. that phone call got inside your head. How good was that? How good was that, Doco? Where you got mm. a bloke like Kepka? I, I look at him; he just looks really confident, right? And it was all about the noise in his head. Yeah. He was battling the demons inside his head. And we talk about that a lot on this show because it's all about health, wealth, and footy. But you look at a guy outwardly, outward, outwardly that's the word, isn't it? You, outwardly. And you look mm. at him and go, oh, he looks confident. He's got his stuff together. He, he's no issues. He's mm. rich, beautiful wife, big houses, all that sort of stuff. But he's battling noises inside his head. Is there, a, is there another sport in the world that has a bigger mind game than golf? Darts. 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 Yeah. At least at darts, you can have about five or six beers and not worry too much about it. I know. How good although, although Liv might bring that in with the carts and a couple <laughs> well, of beers. This is what I'm thinking. They're playing shorts now, right? And again, we're talking about Tiger Woods and, mm. you know, and the wonderful ambassador role he does for the PGA. But you said, imagine if, you know, imagine if you went to Liv, how much money would have earned. That's probably the only sport he could survive in because if you. They'd more than likely bring in carts on course mm. so Tiger could play. Yeah, well, his knees are no good. No, he can't walk. It's great to see him getting around that Masters course, but... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this weekend. I'm not a big fan of Tiger, mate. You're not? Oh. So you're not allowed to say that, though, are you? Because everyone goes, what? He's like the Bambi of golf. Is, like, no, and I'm the not... reason is because you think he's taken a lot of money from the PJ, which he probably has the last 20 years. Oh, no, that's no, not that. I, I don't agree with what he did off. 
off the course, okay. you yeah. know, all those years That's ago. Fair, yeah. But yeah. It, look, he's a champion. He's a great golfer. Uh, he's the best I've seen. Yeah. The best we'll probably ever see in our lifetime. But no, I, I love the blokes. Who, you watch that PGA doco, and I love the boys who are down the other end. Mm, yeah. You know, who are struggling week in, week out, uh, who aren't on private jets. Who's that guy from the documentary? I can't remember his name now, but he was like con- convinced ranked, that he was no good. Yeah, he's ranked about 70-something yeah. in the world, which is still pretty good, by the way. Love it. So relatable to the Saturday yeah. golfer, isn't it? Doesn't care. No, no, no. He just does. <laughs> he just rocks care. up. He's happy to make his 80, 100 grand on a, on oh, a, on a, on a round of golf. We're in the wrong business. We are. Cooper head coach Sam Lake will join us for show number two of Saturdays in the Southeast. Dr. Mandy Ruddick from La Trobe University will dive into sports psychology. We should ask her about Kepka. We should, yeah. I'm sure she'll have a lot of – I know for a fact. I've worked with Mandy in the past with her great work at La Trobe University and the work she does in psychology, especially in AFL football, and she'll uh, she'll have some great tips. Right, yeah, and uh, Barry Wilkinson from SW Brokerage to cover us on interest rates. So I want, you know what I want to find out a bit about, and I've heard a lot about this – is that apparently a lot of people with mortgages are coming off fixed rates mm, soon. And I don't understand why. Why? Did people did people go and lock them in, did they, when, what was it, COVID? Or when, when, when why, why are there a lot of people coming off fixed rates? It's a great question. We'll ask Barry later on. But, yeah, a lot of people did just around that COVID period, locked themselves in for a couple of years on the fixed right. rate that was and available. expiring now. And now they're about to go from around that 2% up to, you know, what, what the cash rate is at the moment, which is double. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Hey, wasn't that good news by the RBA during the week? They it's, spared us. It's great from a buying perspective, which is terrific. Look at your eyes light up. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Is it, have you seen an instant reaction this week to that? I've probably noticed it the last couple of weeks, Chase, to be honest. Yeah, right. yeah, we're really busy at the moment with our clientele. The interest and the inquiries have gone through the roof the last 14 days. So, yeah, I think this is just going to drive further confidence from the buying perspective. But the RBA doing their thing, commentating off the back of the decision, saying that you know, there's no guarantee that it's going to come back or stay the same with the next one. Just making everyone be cautious. Yeah, I think so, which is probably a smart way to PR it, to be honest. Yeah. Well, this is why I didn't go out and buy the missus uh, a Valentine's Day gift in February. Because I didn't <laughs> want... I, I, we had to tighten our belts, mate. Well, what about the Easter eggs the last two weeks? Oh, <laughs> that out the window. Mate, the, it's, not, it's not the Easter eggs. You know what it is? It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's the hot cross buns. Yeah, hot cross buns. Yeah, I haven't think I've had a hot cross bun in about five years. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I just haven't been around. What do you mean? You buns. haven't been around it? Oh. Well, I just, yeah, haven't. Mate, we'll change that. Yeah, we'll have to bring a few in. <laughs> it's the first thing I eat when I wake up, the last <laughs> thing I eat when I go to bed. Well, I take it to bed. <laughs> hey, how'd your footy go last week? Yeah, good. We're going well. We're 2-0. and zero. Yeah. Had a good start to the year. How'd you go? Uh, I actually struggled a bit the first couple of weeks, but we'll get Sammy on the show later on. It happens to be my coach, and he'll give you a bit of an in-depth. Did you kick any goals? No, I didn't. What are you I'm, there I missed for? The co- I don't know. To be honest, the last couple of weeks. You haven't got the Joe Dennehers, have you? Although last year, um, I'm certainly not on his pay packet. Um, <laughs> the last year, I didn't come good to about round six. I agree with this. And then I come home really strong. See, I was like that with Queen's Cricket Club, fourth mm. grade. <laughs> I would never take a wicket prior to Christmas because I had to build up the fitness levels. Yeah, same. I feel it. And yeah. then after, I was unstoppable after Christmas. I was unstoppable. Yeah, I came home really strong. Uh, and I'm sure Sammy will uh, reflect my resume last year quite strongly on the have program. You, have you kicked any goals this year? Yeah, kicked one, 
last week. Is it? You're going to be dropped no, next week? I hope not. Are you, are you a chance? I'm, if I keep performing this way. It depends I'm, how the interview goes. I might get the tap on the shoulder on a Thursday night, but uh, the good news is is that the players around me, Jason, which is I'm a team player, so when everyone else is kicking goals oh, and we're come winning, on. I'm doing my job. Not when you're kicking eight. It's all about you. Yeah, it's There's right. no team. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Anyway, we'll have a chat to your coach uh, real soon. Saturdays in the Southeast. Welcome to it. Jake Edwards, Jason Matthews here, back with more in a moment. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. And hot cross buns, because it is Easter. I'm an expert on those. I know she's not trying to talk to me about hot cross buns. <laughs> This weekend. Chocolate or fruit or cross buns? Chocolate. Yes, see, no, yep. you're not doing it right. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show where we're talking all things health, wealth and footy. Uh, Jake Edwards, Jason Matthews here uh, for your Saturday morning. And, and look, we, we talked about it at the top of the show. And, and of course, the Masters on this weekend. Kepka, uh, who's with Live Golf, won last week. And that full swing documentary, which is one of the best I've seen. Mm. Very pro PGA, but... Um, one of the best. Just seeing the lifestyle of the golfer and the private jets and the it's like your life. It's basically please, your life on camera, Jason. Please, please. Yeah. Uh, uh, and but you're you've got a mutual friend who's friends with Jenna Kepka. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. So um, uh, you never know. We might be able to get uh, the Kepkas on on the show in the next few weeks. Hopefully, that's your little project. That's my mission. Yeah, that's I'll your make, mission. I will that. make that happen. But, you know, there's a, a next guest on the show is uh, Dr. Mandy Ruddick. Um, what, what's her resume like? She's pretty good, isn't she? Oh, she's incredible. I'm fortunate enough to have worked with Mandy oh, many years ago now when I was operating the charity. We reached out uh, and connected with La Trobe University around getting some studies done around the impact of our work we're doing in the community, and Mandy played a big part of that. And it goes even further back with Mandy in local sport and also elite sport. She's worked very closely with AFL umpires and the AFL coaches as well, um, working on their wellness programs and supporting them away from away from the field. So she comes highly, highly recommended in that mental health space, Jason. Right. And she's well. joining us on the phone at the she moment. Is. Hello, Mandy. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you, Jason? How are you, Jake? Hey, Mandy. Thanks for joining us. We're good. Do we call you doctor or do we call you Mandy? I'm not sure. I've been calling a doctor for years. <laughs> doc, can we Mandy's settle on doc? fine, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> the doc. <laughs> hey, listen, I can't believe. Well, I can't believe you do it, but I just. Jake was saying in that intro, you work with umpires. That's a big thing at the moment. We'll get onto this the descent thing shortly, but coaches. Who would be a coach <laughs> in this day and age? Somebody who loves the sport and loves what they do. What a stressful job, though, Mandy. Oh, it is absolutely is, and you know we see it each week. We see it on the on the television screens. We hear about it in the media. Um, there's a lot of external noise that's associated with it. Um, but these are also a, a group of unique individuals that um, have a passion for the game, have a passion for you know developing young talent and young players, um, and they get to be actively involved in a sport that they love. So that's why you would be a coach. Mandy, can you take us a little behind the scenes without naming any names, obviously, but some of the experiences you've had working with the AFL coaches going through uh, that tough period in coaching, 
you know, you lose three games, your, your head's on the chopping block, they might be losing their job in four months. What What is that like as a, as a person going through a career like that, uh, behind the scenes with family uh, and the stress that it brings to them? It can be really challenging, Jake, because, I mean, rightly or wrongly, people lose their jobs every day. Um, people have challenges at work, but they don't read about it in the paper. They don't see it on the news. So these individuals are at the forefront um, of their sport. Um, they represent their club, the organisation, etc. And behind the scenes, away from their job, it can be highly stressful for families, partners, um, you know, that tight-knit community that they have that understands the individual as a whole um, and sees them as a whole person, not just as the football coach that, you know, um, you and I might see on the TV screen. So I was involved with the AFL Coaches Association for 12 years and it was an eye-opening experience to, to, I guess, get to understand the humans that were actively involved in it um, but what the organisation as a whole did, and you know, this is credit to Mark Brayshaw, who was the CEO at the time, he identified that this cohort of coaches were, were vulnerable to stresses. They, they had to live and breathe um, external factors that you and I would probably never even um, imagine. And so he wanted to make sure that his coaching group were, were monitored and were, were looked after in that mental health wellbeing space. Just on those points there, what, what were... A couple of the things you identified through that study. Yeah, so we noticed that um, they had high, high levels of psychological distress. Um, they um, portrayed various symptoms of anxiety and depression. Um, but then when we unpacked the research further, what we identified were a lot of positive um, aspects that um, came with the coaching domain as well. Yeah, wow. Um, I'd imagine it'd be pretty similar for rugby league coaches in the NRL as well. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but a couple of weeks ago, a current coach in the NRL, Anthony Griffin, who coaches St. George Illawarra Dragons, was told by his board that for him to keep his job in 2024 and beyond, um, he has to reapply for it. Does that have a positive effect on his performance as a coach? Or does that leave a coach going, why do I bother? They've already made up their mind. And what? And, and, and the second part of that is, what impact does that have on a playing group when they know the coach they're playing for isn't guaranteed a job? Yeah, and there's lots of variables to unpack there, Jason. But, you know, one would anticipate that, you know, those thoughts in your head, oh, I'm clearly not doing a good job at coaching. Uh, the hierarchy don't have belief in me as a leader. Um, potentially, you know, my group are losing confidence in me. So I would anticipate that from a coaching perspective, you would start to have a lot of negative um, self-talk um, in relation to your performance as a coach. And that can just have a snowball effect. It can filter through to your playing group. That can obviously filter into your personal life as well. Um, so no doubt it will have a huge impact mm. on that individual. Now, Mandy, of late, we've noticed in the media, especially with the rule changes in the AFL, with the descent rule towards umpires from players. What do you um, make of that rule, Jack? Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a tough one. The Coniglio one last week, the GWS was a little bit tight, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah I'm not sure whether I agree with that one um, being descent. It's frustrating as a player at times because you're in the moment, it's emotional, you throw your arms up, you challenge a call. 
Is that something that you dealt with with the umpire fraternity quite a bit, post-games, in between rounds, dealing and helping them deal with some of that player criticism? Interestingly, and once again, it was an arena that I stepped into that I didn't have a lot of knowledge about when I first commenced. So I was really interested to see how these individuals performed because they control the game and the game would not function without them from elite level right down to, to grassroots. And what the general public probably doesn't know about the umpiring group is that um, probably 99% of them, it's a part-time occupation for them and they uh, have very, um, most of them have a lot of prestigious roles in our community as well. You know, we've got lawyers, teachers, astrophysicists, um, amazing individuals who are contributing to the game of AFL. So... One interesting factor that I identified, and this was came out of a piece of research that I did with the umpiring group, was that they were really well-balanced individuals because they had other aspects and other areas that they could focus on and not just solely focus on their role as an umpire. Um, so it seemed as though they were able to um, compartmentalise any additional stresses that were brought on by the umpiring role and mm. you know each week an umpire will get criticised on their performance um, we hear it, we see it we read all about it, we don't hear that 95% of their decisions are actually accurate uh, we hear about that 5% that went wrong but these umpires they're human and like every human we make we make wrong judges, we make errors. Um, but what the research showed with this group is that they actually didn't demonstrate um, high levels of psychological distress. There were no um, emotional disturbances um, based on their role. So they were a really highly functioning group. So you probably couldn't ask for a better group to be, to be running the game on a weekend. Jake, I learned something today. Umpires are human. I did not know that. <laughs> There you go. It's also contra- <laughs> it's, it's very con- it's contradicting to what I'm sure most uh, yeah. Saturday yeah, that's right. grandstand <laughs> members might think about umpires, Jason, how they got their lives together. I think it's a great little segue into answering the question of how does the people listening to this who are mum and dads at home and um, the importance of having that potential outlet in their own lives, you know, like you mentioned, um, umpires have their role as an umpire, but then they step away and they've got other interests in their lives, which helps them manage their mental health and maybe some criticism. I'm sure that just correlates into everyday lives for everyday people. It sure does, Jake. And we all talk about work-life balance. I like to see it as work-life interaction because I don't know if we'll ever get the balance right. Um, but as, as an individual, it's really important to focus on things that are obviously going to help your own performance, whether that be a parent or involved in community sport or in business. So some of the suggestions that I provide to, to the, the groups and organisations that I work with through my business is to, to be present, make sure you're, you're very mindful with the moment that you're in to ensure that you have a connection piece so especially in Victoria we lost that for a number of years so ensure that you are drawing on others within your community or organization self-care is really important you know you can't fill someone else's cup if yours is empty um, and also I guess from that mental health space history shows that we've looked at it from the deficit model and quite often we think we don't 
think about mental health based on that strength-based approach. So what are we doing good? Let's build on the positives. Oh, yeah. Dr. Mandy Ruddick, her current business is Elevates. Uh, we appreciate your time today on Saturdays in the Southeast and enjoy your Easter. And we'll have to get you on again because there's so many questions I want to ask you. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, guys. Have a great Easter. Thanks, Mandy. You too. There we go, Dr. Mandy Ruddick on Saturdays in the Southeast. Jeez, uh, she's got a great business called Elevate, Jake, as you're well and truly aware of. That's right, yeah. She works a lot with uh, corporates and businesses and helping them enhancing their wellness. So anyone in the space, reach out, speak to Mandy. All right, Saturdays in the Southeast, Jake and Jason here, back in a moment with some more. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. Yeah, welcome. It's all Oops. about health, wealth, and footy. You think I've been doing this like for only two minutes? <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show, Jake Edwards, Jason Matthews here this morning. Saturdays in the Southeast. We've been talking about the Masters a lot this morning, and timely that the movie Air has come out, which I'm going to see this Arvo mm. with uh, with my missus, and then. We've got Michael Jordan releasing, what is it, his own air golf clubs or Nike range? Golf range. Everything from bags to gloves to um, balls, everything. Brilliant. And yeah. what did you say to me? You see, I oh know what I'll be spending my money <laughs> on the next go. fortnight. Ching, well done. Michael <laughs> Jordan amongst it. Right here. Uh, NAB AFL Auskick is back. Register at play.afl forward slash Auskick. Uh, get amongst it. Oh, I've... Look, it's fair to say, and I don't mean to be brutal because we do talk about health and wealth and footy on this show and, and keeping in mind the health part of it, but it's fair to say you've been struggling uh, for Cooparoo this year. I have been, unfortunately. Although, and I'm sure our next guest, Sam's my coach, and he will testify that I didn't come good to be around six last year, Jace. Right. And come home really strong. But that's last season. I'm worried about this year. You're getting older. Yeah, I am right? getting older. You are getting older, and, and I'm concerned this year – and I, mate, you wouldn't believe the amount of messages I get. My inbox has been absolutely flooded. Sam, good time to bring you in as the head coach of Cooparoo. Sam Luke joining us now on Saturdays in Southeast. G'day, Sam. Hey, mate. How are we going? Good. The biggest question I've been asked this week kids all over the Southeast want to know are you going to drop Jake Edwards for round three? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, mate, mate. Trust me, I think he'll uh, he'll drop himself before I get the chance to do it. Um, <laughs> no, his, his impact has been made elsewhere, mate, so he's, he's safe for now. Smart man, Sammy. Safe for now. <laughs> Did you get that? I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I might get a tap on the shoulder on the Thursday night and, uh, yeah. What are the expectations? Nah, mate, it, Sorry, Sam. You're, you're right, mate. No, I was going to say he's safe for now, but, the, mate, if it... Uh, might be a bit like a hipwood situation, mate. Let's drag on for a few more weeks and the conversations might change. <laughs> <laughs> what What are the expectations for the Premiers this year? Uh, mate, obviously off the, the back of last year. Um, mate, we're lucky enough, obviously, to, to win the flag. But I think the exciting part for us in all of it was, mate, of the 22, I think eight, was, eight of the players were under 22. So for, for us, it's probably just building on it. And, mate, we're... Yeah, quietly confident that if we can um, continue to build in the back end, mate, we, sh- we should be around the money again. Sam, you got a couple of really important questions for you, mate, here. Um, who's the biggest pest at the club? Biggest pest? Who do you reckon? Jeez. I reckon Captain Sammy Holner would be, would be pretty close, but mate, he's got a little uh, sidekick in Kel Gadsden, who's, um, mate, they're usually not too far from each other, I reckon. Yeah, definitely Gatto would be up there. You know, he, he's one of those players, Jace. Oh, you wouldn't know. Did you play much footy 
Yeah, well, but any, league, any, league, oh, but not, league football, but not okay. AFL, no. Yeah, you know the one who just that little little annoying pest mate around the the change rooms. Normally halfbacks in, halfbacks, in rugby league. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, both mate, defenders makes sense. Both defenders, that's right. Sea ball, punch ball, isn't much to it. Now, who's the hardest trainer? I reckon I know that you're gonna who you're gonna say here, or who at least thinks that he's the hardest trainer. Oh, mate, I, yeah, I think we'll we'll line up here with little Dean Gavin. Um, mate, he's, he plays in the engine room. He's just come from that country Vic um, footy. I guess that you may rocked up every session. He wants to maximise what he gets out of it. And he's he's been good for the group actually. Is this a, a bash-up uh, Cooper replays session uh, today? Uh, while we're at it, I'm going to ask one. Who loves a mirror? Oh, jeez, mate. Unfortunately, like I said, we've got a lot of young blokes. It's a bit of a fight for the mirror, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> mate, there's, a, there's a new one, but, mate, yeah, Jackie Gilhooly, mate. I reckon he's, um, <laughs> mate, he's always looking pretty fresh. Um, I reckon he's pretty happy with himself. Yeah, well, we had the ladies' day on the weekend last week, and he come off uh, pretty keen to shower up and get dressed and get out the front there, didn't he? Yeah, correct. And I say what he's on the la- move pretty quickly. What does a ladies' day mean? What 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 is that? I'll let Sam. Uh, mate, for us, yeah, for us, mate, we I guess like we change um, charities year on year, but obviously, mate, you get the get all the the wives and partners and, and family and friends of the playing group, mate, and they I guess all the, a lot of the ticket sales go towards the the charity of choice. Um, so it's yeah, not only a, I guess, a bit of a social event, but there's also a bit of um, yeah, a bit of a deeper meaning to it. Right, yeah. Listen, can I? Well, I've got both of you. Let's look at the uh, the quaffle results from uh, last weekend. Aspley and Broadbeach, a draw. Draw. How good's that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Morningside actually beat Wilson Grange with a kick after the siren, the win by three points, which is a which is which is one of Lakey's old old clubs, isn't it, mate? Yeah, no, I've, I've ventured through there for a couple of years, and the old man obviously coached me for a little bit. Yeah, right, nice. Uh, Redland, uh, Victoria Point sit on top. Uh, sorry, Victoria Point, because I sit on top of the table. 204% percentage. Yeah, but that can change. I saw that happen to my mighty Swans last week. Yeah. <laughs> we had about a 3,000 percentage going we're also one, We're one game in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That helps as well. <laughs> so, uh, Who surprised you in the quaffle from the weekend, from round one? Um, look, um, I, you, you, you go, Lakey. I think you, you, you're probably got more of an in-depth idea, mate, of who's running around uh, at the moment. Mate, to be honest, yeah, I'm a self-confessed footy nerd. I probably know too much about every competition. But I think, mate, whilst the Labrador one, yeah, they win. Um, but I just, you look at Marichal's pre-season form and, yeah, tough trip round one. But I guess their form line probably suggested I thought they, they might um, give them a run for their money. Um and then obviously, and then like yeah, Noosa obviously just probably a little bit further back than what I thought. But I think Vicky Point's top end has just got a bit too much firepower for him. Rightio. Season twenty twenty three regos are open for NAB AFL Auskick and club football. Sign up at play.afl forward slash Auskick. Uh, lovely speaking to you, Sam. We'll probably get an update on uh, Jake's form throughout the season. Uh, and if you do no. drop him, make sure you let us know first. <laughs> Oh, mate, I reckon just start refreshing your results page, I reckon, around August, September, mate. And that's when his name will start to appear. That's, ah, there we it. go. That's it. All right, Sam, thanks for joining us today, mate. Thanks, buddy. No, nah, appreciate it, God. Thanks for having me. Sam Lake, Jake's coach, head coach at Cooparoo, joining us on Saturdays in the South East. More in a moment. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the South East. It's all about health, wealth and footy.
Oh, and a few things in between as well. Welcome back to a JK. Jason here for your Saturday morning. I hope you're enjoying your, your Easter long weekend so far. When we get a guest um, on the show, Jake, we ask them to send through a bit of information about themselves because we love to... We like to know who we're getting on the show, whether they're riffraff. And, and also, it's a really nice way to introduce them because it makes them feel like part of the SCN family, right? It certainly does, yeah. We want to make sure that they feel very welcome. So Barry Wilkinson from uh, SW Brokerage uh, help you meet your financial goals. Let them do that for you. Uh, the first thing he's got in bold capital letters here is uh, former junior Australian representative soccer player. Now, I thought, wow. We've got ourselves a legend. Well, no, that, that, <laughs> Must no, have no, played that, for that the Socceroos. Fabricated. <laughs> no, mate. Oh, Jake, you stitched me up there perfectly. Um, no, mate, my soccer career was as, as short as um, Jake's AFL career. What, five games? Wow, incredible. Now, did, you re- did you really play, uh, was it under 14s or something, Australian oh, who soccer? Knows? Who knows? It changes every time oh, I talk no, to you. No, no, no. No, no, mate, I'm an immigrant to the country. I know I speak like an Aussie, but my father was an ex-professional back in Scotland. So I'm originally from Scotland, um, and I came across here as a young pup. And uh, then I tried to pursue my father's uh, illustrious career back in Scotland. And I tasted it a little bit, but not to the extent that he did. I was interested in two things, and and uh, that was beer and women. So <laughs> that was the demise of my football career, mate. Right, but yeah. You, you, you've told me before, but, mate, you represented the national flag somewhere. N- n- well, mate, I've played for my state here in Queensland uh, and, and senior level and under 23s, and then I, I was in the training squad. There we go. For over in, over in the UK. For, but, uh, <laughs> look, I reached probably Division One, Division Two. That was pretty much it. But uh, on the cusp of, of a national, uh, like just a training squad. But that's probably as high as I got, mate. I feel like we need to start this segment again because we've given our listeners some false information. But we will parry <laughs> on. We will power on, Barry, because what we've got you on for uh, today, this show is all about health, wealth, footy, all this other stuff as well. But what we want to chat to you about is interest rates. A lot of our listeners and a lot of Southeast Queensland families about to come off fixed interest rates. My first question for yep. you, and I spoke to Jack about this off the top of the show, why are there so many people on fixed interest rates? Why are so many people coming off? What caused this? Well, mate, typically what you would have found two years ago, people would have probably got, well, people would have gone on a cheaper rate because the cash rate was so much lower. Um, so, you know, you normally find rule of thumb, people fix for around about two to three years. So what happens is that, you know, obviously we're coming into an environment where interest rates have gone up. So people are coming off that cliff and it's actually quite a scary one. Um, So that's probably what you are finding at the moment. Two to three is normally where people fix their home loans in, gives them that level of comfort. It's not too far ahead. It's not too short. And it's probably a good sounding block uh, for people. So look, in hindsight, they probably should have gone for maybe a four or five year fixed rate, but... Um, people, people in Australia don't like it, mate. They like that flexibility. Mm. Hey, Barry, the last 10 months, mate, we've had an increase month after month from the RBA, mate, with the interest rates. Where are they at right now? We had a hold during the week. Uh, and what are you seeing? So, mate, it, the cash rate at the moment is 3.6. You know, so since May 2012, uh, sorry, 2022, we've had 10 consecutive interest rate rises like you've said, like you've just said, Jake. You know, so what we're seeing at the moment, a lot of people are fixed. Uh, sorry, a lot of people are making their home loan variable. 
because the fixed rates are a little bit untangible and a little bit, um, you know, a lot higher than the variable rates at the moment. But it, it's, an, it's an interesting one. You know, like we've had so many rate consecutive rate increases. If you go back to 2012, the cash rate was similar to where we are at the moment. So people that have bought houses over the last 12 years, it's unprecedented to these guys. They're like, they're struggling. They don't know what to do. So, you know, but there's a lot of positiveness that's, you know, in the horizon. If you're listening to a lot of economists, I know CBA have come out recently saying that they're predicting that, you know, there may be a rate reduction the later stage of this year. But we'll probably we will start to see it come back in 2024 and, and 2025, and they're talking about rates coming back to you know roughly around about that three to three and a half percent again, which is going to give people a little bit more comfort knowing that there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. So what can people what can people do? So if you're coming off your fixed low rate, you got these higher rates around at the moment. You can't just go and sell your house because rents are out of control. So th- 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 what do you do? Mm. What do you do if you're a family coming off this lower rate now? Your options think, are quite limited, aren't they? Well, they are, and it's it's a good question. It's, it, you know, like you can, number one, go back and talk to your bank. You know, at SW Brokerage, we've got uh, a range of clients that we've we've gone to talk to them and say, look, you're about to come off your fixed rate. The bank will automatically put you on a variable rate, but therefore we go back and discuss with that bank about getting them a cheaper rate because banks can negotiate. That's number one. Number two, I would look at your discretionary and non-discretionary spending habits. Now, your your non-discretionary is things like your mortgage, your phone bill, your utilities. My suggestion there would be negotiate with your bank when you come off your fixed rate sit down and go through all your utilities to see whether you can get better deals. You know, you can go on to compare the market to have a look at some ideas in terms of what insurance is out there. You might be able to get some cheaper rates. But then at the same time, Jace, I also believe that the, you know, the discretionary spending is a great opportunity for people to maybe print out their statements for the last 60 or 90 days and highlight where you spent your money. You'll pick up that behaviour. And then it brings it to the conscious mind and then you'll rein things back in a little bit. That's the only real suggestions. And maybe if you do have a mortgage, maybe debt consolidation is probably something that you need to do um, and talk to your mortgage broker, talk to your bank, talk to your financial planner, talk to your accountant. But cash flow is king, mate. So if you're coming off those fixed rates, my suggestion would be talk to someone now. You can mm. talk to us at SW Brokerage, mate. We're more than happy to talk to people about their cash flow. But that's where it's at now. In all honesty, that's the suggestions that I would give people. So just to expand on that, Barry, you've um, mentioned to me over the last couple of weeks that you guys there have saved your clients almost half a million dollars in interest by just by reviewing their home loans. Is that where the first point of call comes to everyone coming off those fixed rates or just anyone in general? What role does a, a mortgage broker yep. play? Well, mate, first port of call, if you're coming off the fixed rates, you want to talk to a specialist, your mortgage broker or you know, or the bank. Find out where your position lies, what options you have got available. Then you go back and have a look at your cash flow. Cash flow is your king. It's like a foundation of your house. That is where it starts. Um, and then, you know, where a mortgage broker comes into it, well, the beauty of being a mortgage broker, we've got up to 26 banks that we can go and review other options out there for you. But at the same time, you know, it's all a 
keep coming back to the cash flow, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, mortgage brokers have an array of banks. Uh, they get deals that you know the general public won't see on the internet. So it, it literally that's probably where I would start for a lot of mums and dads. It, it's you know refining it, bringing it back to the simple um, basics of refining your budget. Look at your options online, but also engage with specialists um, and uh, someone that probably comes recommended to you and have a look at, say, some Google reviews and have a look at the, some, someone's website, have a look at their social media. Really start to see whether that person that you want to deal with is aligning with your financial appetite. It's interesting to see the stats. Anyone that's on like a $500,000 loan, you know, you're seeing an increase. If you're coming off a fixed rate, you know, typically that could range an extra 900 to 950 bucks per month. Mm-hmm. If you've got a $750,000 loan yeah. and you're, you're on a cheaper rate, you know, like since the increased rises that we've had, that's an extra thirteen to 1400 bucks per month. That can, that can decimate some people. Yeah, it's a, so, yeah, you just don't have that money lying around, mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's incredible, isn't it? No, you don't. And, mate, one of... One other thing to remember is that if a homeowner is putting 30% of their pre-tax income into their mortgage, they are deemed somewhat under financial duress, mortgage stress. So things need to be reviewed. It's like you're putting your car in for a, uh, for a service. It's the same with your home loan, mate. Same with your finance. Mm. You need to sit with someone ongoing just to say, hey, look, do you mind just having a look at this? Tell me what you can, tell me what you can do. And most mortgage brokers, I can tell you 95% of them would love to speak to people. Even if you ha- even if they can't do anything, they'll give you a plan. A good broker will give you a plan. All right, we're going to run. Um, I-, I look forward to downloading my last uh, three months' worth of statements and sitting down with my missus to go through that. I reckon I'll be shocked. <laughs> you will be. Yeah, good luck. buns are in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Buy some flowers to soften the blow, Jase. <laughs> yeah. Barry Wilkinson from SWB Brokerage. Grow your wealth. With our trusted financial specialists uh, from SW Brokerage, I should say. That's the SWB way. Mate, enjoy your Easter. I'm sorry you weren't that great at soccer. I was really excited. I was going to talk to you about soccer for a long time, Barry, <laughs> but best of luck, mate. And uh, thanks for joining us oh, on SEN. Mate. Thanks very much for having me. See you, boys. Right, out there goes Barry. I was, um, I was impressed with that information. Not his soccer prowess, but uh, we really do need to research. The guests that are coming on our show, mate. <laughs> that was a complete blindside to Barry, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I completely well. do not apologise to him at all. Um, <laughs> but no, he's a he's a great man, and I work with a lot of people in the industry in finance and property, and and he is certainly one of the best, if not the best, in Queensland when it comes to finance. All right, mate, you've got your feet up this weekend. There's no there's no footy, so no I want footy. you to have. A, I want you to go out and practice your goal kicking this weekend. I, I, first of all, the goal kick, you've got you to win the ball, Jace. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a bit of sh- struggle at the moment of actually getting football. All right, we're going to practice with Easter eggs today. When we get out of the studio, we're going we're gonna to have some Easter eggs as footballs. You've got to try and get those Easter eggs off me. And if you do, you've got to kick them into my mouth. All right, done. Done. Uh, listen, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, well, we've got the Masters on. Yeah, I know. Get to sit down and uh, and watch that, which is lovely in the mornings. Uh, other than that, just looking forward to a nice little break. It's been a busy couple of months on my side of the fence from property. My family and I are going to see the Titans take on the Dragons at Seabus uh, on Sunday. Looking forward to, to yeah. that. And my wife and I today are going on a romantic date. Oh, here we go. To go and see Air. What, you new... done? what have you done wrong? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to get brownie points. You are. But, you know the movie Air, the one 
the the Michael Jordan, the, the, the Nike story. Yeah, look, I'll actually look forward to watching that myself. You have to have a bit of a review next week on what Mate, you think. I can't wait to see it. Mm, yeah, I heard one of the boys from SCN talking about that the other day, actually. I think Gazy down in Victoria gives his uh, snapshot on it, and it sounded pretty good. And mate, it's the soundtrack's meant to be amazing and everything. So mm. yeah, it'd be good. My daughter, one of my daughters, actually read the book. There's a book loosely based. There is like yeah. the, the story of Nike. Yep. And she goes, oh, I wouldn't mind going seeing that, but I looked at it and it's 18 plus, so I can't. I'm not sitting there with my daughter. <laughs> All right, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy your Easter weekend, everybody. Jake, you have a ripper as well. Thanks to Daddy Vass for putting the show together. Uh, and we'll be back next Saturday for Saturdays in the Southeast here on SEN. Make sure you have an absolute ripper. I better play this music to finish the show off. Uh, enjoy the AFL this weekend as well. We've already had the Lions, of course, but uh, I hope your footy team gets up. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Jakey. You too, Jason.